One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, it was Monday, so Danny Kelly was here for a deep dive mm. into uh, the weekend's football. There was a shock um, nomination, and indeed winner, uh, of whose turn it was in the barrel. You'll huge, discover that. Huge disappointment huge. he wasn't here. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? We had uh, David Morrissey, actor and Liverpool fan, come in. The Long Shadow, the new drama series he's in, fantastic drama series, starts on ITV tonight. Um, we had Brian Butterfield, entrepreneur, businessman. Yeah. Uh, world her- record attempt. Yeah, he had a world record attempt live on the show. He played the lock. Um, and we had some clips pewter for you, which yeah. were very funny. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Yeah, I don't, don't, know, don't, don't I, feel I, bad. Don't... I share in people's disappointment, yeah. Paul. Yeah, I said to you yesterday, didn't I, after you... Uh, but, uh, after the uh, Tottenham Arsenal game, I messaged you and yeah. and like you know, and I thought, oh, I can't wait for Andy's rant. And then I remembered I was on today. You were on I was head. disappointed, heckled myself, texted myself what I thought yeah. of myself. You know, uh, it's not your fault. They're not having a go at you. They just wanted to hear. No, from I know. We all want it. I finished lunch early to get back for Andy's rant. Says uh, Steve in Blackpool. <laughs> Dial him in. The country needs to hear it. No, he's not able to be with us today. No, Jacobs. What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> Neil Villafan, that's in that's up in the yeah. right street. You know, he would imagine definitely he's saying have said, it. "What's the point?" We're asking for some of the things that he would have said. Um, Talky v Chelsea in three years, Lee the Courier. Yes, he, or, he quite <laughs> blue, well. blue Square in five years. Blue I mean, Square in five even years, even despite the fact that the Blue he's Square. He's been saying that long enough, exactly, <laughs> doesn't he? I don't think I don't think Blue Square exists anymore. No, and I don't think they sponsored the the Vanarama National League for ten years at least. Easy. So that's Easily how long he's been saying stuff. And I think since then they've won like two European Cups <laughs> and they the league about six times. But apparently that weekend it was Blue Square within five years. Bobby in Bristol, as everything you've seen oh, that yeah. one. All that cash spent, not a single top shelf striker. Unbelievable. Yeah, Transfer yeah. windows not open well, till January. He's, he's right though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing about. We're going to talk to Danny about it shortly. It's the same issue mm-hmm. week after week. Nobody to put the ball in the net. It's uh, madness. You don't know where that has come from. That must have come from somewhere. We don't need to buy well, a striker. They, or, they, they, or Nicholas Jackson is the answer. No, all those things. They've got 12 injuries as well. And Kunku was someone who was going to score goals for them and picked up an injury that's yeah, going to kick him out for yeah. four or five months. So they've been very unlucky. I, I, look, I, I cannot believe they're going to make a change of manager. I don't think most Chelsea fans, practically all Chelsea fans, think that's a good idea. He's got a young team, a lot of injuries. I have to talk Andy down every week with the same speech. He says the same stuff every week and he should be right to be frustrated blimey to spend all that money and not get a, a top line striker yeah. in is mad John the Swindon fan I gent shame Andy is not on I think Andy would say our oh, strikers are terrible if we actually have a proper striker couldn't it a backside, cow's backside with a banjo billion pounds to shoot like my nan there's yes right there we yes. are so uh, just some of the things um, and look, Andy will come in off he'll the long he'll be here tomorrow run. lovely yeah. tomorrow he yeah. will not have calmed down uh, <laughs> if anything fact, it might give him extra 
He could have whipped himself into a frenzy. Really? Well, yeah. Yeah, he could exactly, be. Yeah. He could be in a right old state tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, somebody else changed their lunch break. Mark in Southend. <laughs> no, didn't realise it was such an appointment to listen. It really is, yeah. And he abusing Chelsea. Yeah, beautiful. And the owners. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, don't worry. He's, you're going to get a hit of him tomorrow, and it'll be no. It'll be frothing just as much. So uh, we are going to have a good look at the Premier League weekend. Every game covered in the company of Danny Kelly, as Beautiful. always, in a few moments' time. Uh, we'll also be around Europe. Yeah, you see the trouble at the old Ajax final. Yeah, they've got yeah. the game called off. Their own ground. Yeah, but they've got, you know, they've got to throw the book at them for that. They've got to give the game and the points to Fanel. You can't have a, an abandoned match. No. Otherwise, all fans just be doing that, you know, turning the place over when they were 3-0 down, down to 10 men. Yeah. It's madness. So we'll be chatting about that. Uh, David Morrissey's in. Uh, the Long Shadow is the new drama series that starts on ITV. Big Liverpool fan, isn't it? He'll be happy this yeah. weekend. What yeah, a result. They, they are, they are looking Playing well, good. aren't they? They're Ticking, really right. ticking. Yeah. Midfield looks great. So we'll be having a chat with uh, David about that. Brian Butterfield, you know him from TV, I'm sure, mm. entrepreneur, businessman. Would he buy into football? A lot of people in the world yeah. of business do kind of cover a football club, don't they? Could... See, seeing the businesses run in the past, I think he would pass yeah. the, the fit and proper test well, he's, quite I mean, easily. He's had some fantastic businesses. He had his diet plan, which was very popular, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, that that very went good. very well. Very good. He had his uh, sporting lookalikes yeah, business. The karaoke. Go and check all these out on YouTube. Great at the karaoke, the karaoke of course, business yeah. was very popular. Um, so, yeah, he's, and his, his detective agency, I think yeah. you've seen, his, that was very popular as well. Very, very good. So, um, yeah, do go and check uh, that out. But Brian will be with us a bit later on. As we said, the handball or what a mess. Uh, we're having a chat with Dale Johnson, Mr. VAR, uh, a little bit later on, as always. And lots more besides. But a few things to get you involved in as well. Yeah. Um, including, and you, everybody's seen it, I'm sure. And I'm sure she'll be in the papers uh, tomorrow. Somebody will track her down. This is the Sheffield United fan who decided at some point yesterday at Bramall Lane to start... Actually, this is the thing. She didn't, she didn't start reading a book. She started a book. If you look at the, <laughs> oh, really? if you look at the picture Page of one. her, she's by the time the cameras find her, she's probably only about yeah. Look, Charlie, <laughs> she's gone through the the opening bits. Oh, very she's nice. She's gone through yeah. the forward, and she started. She's about five. What's the pages book? It's in. not. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I don't know no. what it was. It probably felt like the worst of times, yeah. or whatever it was. But um, yeah, she started a book. So at what point <laughs> you're probably going, oh, six nil. Yeah. Think I'll start my book. It's just it's start, it's bizarre, isn't it? I just think I'll start my book. Well, people say often say when they're leaving early, start the car. Oh, yeah. And she's got to start the book. <laughs> start the book. It's one for Bumble. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's up there with the weird and wonderful things you decided to do while the game was in progress. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got other tales of what you did while the game was actually being played, other things, of course, apart from watch it, uh, do let us know. Uh, Talksport. I do me VAT. We can sit there. I just I get, I get me real. I do me VAT. Sit there. It's that bad. We're six nil down. Um, do let us know. Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine tweet TSH and J. We'd like to hear from a Cheltenham fan today. Oh was, yeah. Charlie told no me goals. earlier on. Cheltenham have not scored a goal. They've not this scored season. a goal yet. I don't know. What are they six or seven games in? I don't yeah. know how many games they are in, but no goals all season. Got beaten by Stevenage. You are flying high on Saturday. Yeah. Beaten three 0 Haven't scored yet. Um, uh, that's. I think they've sacked their manager this week. Uh, oh. Just gone. But no goals. I mean, they've got a point. I think they had a nil nil at some point. 
But no goals is pretty depressing. What's it like? We'd love to hear from a Cheltenham fan today. What's it like to go to your game week after week and not even see a goal scored by your team? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. And it's time then to look at every Premier League game this weekend in the company, as always, of Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Well, let's start, as you'd imagine, we would um, at, not at the bridge, but at the Emirates for uh, Arsenal 2... Tottenham Hotspur 2. I was asked by Charlie when I came in today, did I enjoy that? I said, never. never Endure it. Endure it. uh, And please make it stop the last 10 minutes, Mm. even though we could have nicked it. Um, So what was your reading of it, Danny? Well, first of all, let's say that until the two teams ran each other into the ground Mm. after about 75 minutes, it was the best game of the season in the Premier League Mm. so far. An absolutely bonkers game played Mm. in a mad atmosphere. Really, really good. Um, the the draw, you know, you and I, Paul, might be um, castigated for people celebrating a draw as though it was winning a trophy. Um, I think it's an important milestone um, of Spurs' progress under the new manager um, because there are, in almost any time in the last three years, Spurs, having conceded first, would have lost that game 3-0. Hmm. Um, I thought it was, I mean, you know, it's not good for, you know, I'm already on the blood pressure tablets. In, when when to, to the first, um, Arsenal dominated the first half with 40% possession because Spurs passed it around so much at mm. the back. Um, but, you know, they, they have courage now and they, they don't worry if they go behind. And I thought, I thought, I thought overall, it was a brilliant game and probably a better result for Spurs mm. than it was for the Arsenal. Uh, at, had uh, Gabriel Jesus scored, which he should have done, really, when Madison ah. was robbed. At two nil, I mean, who knows? Is it ifs and ands, isn't it really? But it would have, yeah. would have been quite interesting to see what had then, happened at that point. Yeah, well, then the recovery at Spurs may would have been really a big problem. And of course, mm. but you're you're pressing on on a particular bruise there, aren't you? If Gabriel Jesus was as good a finisher as he is an all round player, he'd be playing for Real Madrid, wouldn't he? Let's be absolutely honest mm-hmm. about that. He's a brilliant footballer who just can't quite, and he's got lots of goals. But he gets lots of chances, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. If that had gone in, it was it, the game was uh, a story of two sort of burglaries, wasn't it? The one um, on Madison by Gabriel Jesus that doesn't result in a goal, and the one by Madison on Jorginho that does result in the second Spurs equaliser. Yeah. And on such tiny, tiny things that these big games pivot. The celebration police were out in force, though, weren't they, this weekend? As to, a, for Arsenal, you know, for yeah. celebrating too long. And then oh, Spurs God. went up the other end and scored. And then, of course, the Spurs fans reacting like they were like they were won the league. But, you know, I think you've got to enjoy a draw in a North London derby if you, Look, you know, in a really great, exciting game of football, wasn't it? A brilliant game of football. This is a very particular derby, you know, and um, I was talking about it on my podcast before Gary Neville said it's his favourite game of football. There is something has become a peculiarly... Um, heightened experience that derby and of course when Saka was taking the mickey out of mm. um, Madison with his dart celebration I was doing my nut but afterwards when I calmed down why wouldn't you want that it's a brilliant yeah. thing mm. and compared to Enketia's tackle on the Spurs goalkeeper Whoa. later on mm. it was nothing and they're, and they're mates as well they're mates so a little bit of mickey taking either way and and to hell with the celebration police these games are really heightened experiences and Arsenal fans, Arsenal's players, Spurs fans, they can celebrate the, the, their goals yeah. or their equalisers any way they want, it seems mm. to me. Provide they're not directly grigging and kind of uh, antagonising the opposition fans, 
stay on the pitch and mm. celebrate whatever you want. Stay in the stands, celebrate within the laws any way you want. It was interesting you talk about the intensity of the game and, and, and the atmosphere and everything. Mikel Arteta mm. say you think it affected them that they, were, they had it turned up to 11 for so long, mm. they couldn't get that control. They couldn't turn it down to nine and play the kind of football they want because they were just, they were, everybody was so hyped up. Everybody was on the sunny delight, weren't they? <laughs> Well, you know, it's like anything in life. If you, uh, they got the goal, but their, their press had been fantastic for the first twenty minutes, um, led by Odegaard. Um, but once they, they they hadn't established total domination of the game, um, you know, inevitably you start to slip back and doing the bit of this and a bit of that. And uh, you know, the, the manager, nobody could keep up what Arsenal were doing for the first twenty minutes for ninety minutes, or it turned out a hundred minutes. Mm. So they were going to have phases in the game. And if Arsenal didn't get the second with Gabriel Jesus, we've seen enough Premier League football, all of us, to know, OK, this ain't over then, you know. Absolutely. And it, and it wasn't. I mean, for a team to, to, for a team to go there, a side that's been taking shape over the last two or three years, six games into a new project, a lot of new faces, go toe-to-toe with a team that could have won the title last year and come out thinking, yeah, we could have nicked that. I, I think most Spurs fans will take mm. that and say that was a good day's work and something to build on. Yeah, and you know, big uh, one huge test passed, and another one coming down the track with Liverpool. Yeah, and special praise among the Spurs players for the young players who were booked, Saar and Udogi, early yeah. in the game. And by the end of the game, Udogi was as good as anybody on the pitch, having had an absolute trauma. Yeah, in that first thirty minutes. So there we are. We move on then to talking of trauma. Sheffield United oh. nil. Newcastle United, eight. And I have to now say brackets in words, letters, E-I-G-H-T, like Spurs, a teleprinter. Have Spurs have been on the, ever been on the end of eight? Talk here. Eight, um, eight, one, we lost to Scunthorpe I've seen once. us lose seven yeah. uh, a we lost, times. We lost eight in the old Intertoto Cup in Cologne, but with a team made up of amateur players. Right. Okay. Uh, do you remember? We lost, uh, I think it was eight nil in, in Cologne, but not, oh. not with a, in a recognised fixture. No. I mean, Sheffield United, to be fair to them, have gone quite a long way without losing by eight goals mm. in, in in football. Mm. They are, um, of course, the um, one of the founders of the of the football league. Yeah. I've got the, I've got the figure here: four thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight games they've managed to survive without losing by eight, um, and now they've fallen at that hurdle. And the woman with the book in the crowd. She, she was reading it. Just put it over your face, dear. Sleep, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it's interesting. Paul Heckingbottom's trying to put a brave face on it. And he said, uh, that will not define our season. But you do sense that it might actually end up defining his and, well, and his future. Yeah, tough to come back. Well, two, two things about it. You know, if you consider what happened in the last two minutes against Spurs, up to the 89th minute um, there at Bramall Lane, the team had conceded 10 goals. In 90 minutes, I mean, whoa. Now, mm. we have seen this happen more in the Premier League. Didn't Southampton ship eights and nines twice yeah. at home? Mm. Um, and Hasenhutl survived that. Um, the problem for, for Paul Heckenbottom is that there are, in Chris Wilder and even Neil Warnock, mm. God bless him, there are Sheffield United managers of legendary status yeah. out of work currently. And I'm, I'm sure the board in a, in a real world wouldn't be influenced by that. But we know they're human beings as well. 
And if you think you've got a solution ready-made out there, maybe that's what they'll do. I think the owner did a podcast last week and he was talking about he could not have blown more smoke up Chris Wilder's backside if he tried. (laughs) Honestly, it was... okay. So so, he's got his phone number then. Well, I mean, you just sensed, uh, being before the 8-0, that something was afoot. I don't know, we'll see. You have um, to say Newcastle, they had to put him away, didn't they? I I thought Anthony Gordon was fantastic as as his best best in a Newcastle shirt. We're going to come on to post-Europe hangovers and whether we saw any of this weekend because I think we did but blimey you didn't get you you know Newcastle had a real tough old game in, in Milan mm. midweek and so you would have expected them maybe not to have been at it but wow they were well up for it yeah and when Anthony Gordon was the best player on the pitch he's also in great form and he was allowed to handle the ball as well in hooray well done the money's doing well <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, a bit of a shocker from uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Yeah. <laughs> working with Charlie been, been for too, long. Too, too long, Paul. Sheffield United's <laughs> point of view, but uh, yeah, um, three assists for Trippier as well. What a footballer he yeah. is! Oh, fantastic. fantastic yeah. We were definitely right to sell him, weren't we, Danny? For twenty <laughs> million. Spot on. One poor Great. season. Great bit of Great business work. there. Blokes going to go and have another ten years at the very top. Well done, everyone. <laughs> I see that Reggion is also now the match United's best player as yes. well. I'm not sure that will that'll have the longevity of Kieran Trippier. I, I can't. No. Oh, I, I suspect not. you're right. Danny Kelly's with us. We're going to move on next to Chelsea nil, Aston Villa 1. The fact we're going to do it without Andy means we'll probably be able to get for it quite quickly. <laughs> and also mention Aston Villa in the yeah. process, <laughs> which yeah. we may not have done otherwise. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you what you did instead while the game was on off the back of the mm. photograph of the uh, the lady reading a book or starting a yeah. book, as I've as I've said earlier on, actually getting one underway, a new book <laughs> underway, looking at the pages she's in uh, while Sheffield United were being gubbed by Newcastle. Shame it's not one of those sharp books, you know. There's one Sean Bean plays. Sharp, oh yeah, it would have been. Be, maybe it was. Good for Took Sheffield my wife United. to her first rugby league game at um, Thrum Thrumhall, Halifax. Okay. Huge game. She took her shorthand homework to practice, <laughs> said Richard in Worcestershire. Well, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come, but I'll, I'll do, come with you. But I'll, 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 come, but I'll do my shorthand. <laughs> Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back on the Premier League weekend. Chelsea nil, Aston Villa one. Wow. Yeah, Andy say off the long run from uh, one o'clock yeah. tomorrow, almost certainly. But um, I don't know what more he's going to say that he hasn't said already. They haven't got a striker. They're not finishing their chances. It's the same old, same old every week at the moment, isn't it? It is, and you know, obviously, um, Ivan Tony is sitting there waiting for January. And mm. yeah, Arsenal haven't got an out-and-out striker, uh, Chelsea haven't, and and cetera. Um, Andy's Andy's idea that Chelsea are going to get relegated it all seems very fanciful, <laughs> but they they can't win a game at the moment. Their next six includes three against the, of the current top five and two West London derbies. Mm. Now you might say it's a great opportunity to turn things around, or you might say, oh blimey. Um, come Christmas, they, Chelsea might be in relegation trouble. Um, it's not just a striker, is it? This was the first game, and I watched as much as I could of this game. This is the first game where I thought, OK, they're not really the better team here. They had been in many other games. Villa were uh, matching them, then it was the sending off. But things like, and I wish Andy was here now, because I don't expect you two to have this detailed knowledge. Each one of Moses Caicedo and Fernandez and Gallagher, to my untrained eye, and I'm not as you know qualified coach like Pochettino, were all playing in positions I wouldn't have played them. Mm-hmm. They needed to rotate through about 90 degrees, the three of them, to make the team more fluid. But that's not the way he's doing it. And I think the, the constant changing of the team, and I know he's got this madly huge squad, it can't be helping them either, can it? Pick at 11 and say, right, you 11 and plus you four, we're going to give you three or four games now to turn this thing around. And he's... 
is putting Mudrick in the team now becoming a kind of mm. um, middle finger salute to the Chelsea fans mm. all all think he needs a rest, that lad, you know? He's in search of a formula and he's like desperately trying to find it with a, with 12 players injured and some key ones at that. Sure. I see Brozier came on yesterday. Maybe with a couple of games under his belt, he can be a bit more of a focal point, give Jackson a bit of help. But then you see what a good strike and Ollie Watkins get two, gets two yeah. bites at yeah. that and puts the second one away. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, a, a proven Premier League striker. Um, but that that is right. That and Andy's right about that. And I'm I'm missing his growly tones already. <laughs> um, but the truth is, if you go keep on like this, not converting the charges, chances for whatever reason, the team will stop making them as well. We've all seen this happen. You know, teams stultify when they, when the results start to go against them. They've still got hundreds of millions of pounds with the players on the bit. Like Caicedo, Liverpool must be looking at Caicedo so far and going, we may have dodged one there. I think he's a good player, though. I mean, it's, people would have been saying the same thing about Basuma last year. But yeah. Yeah. in the right system, with the, I mean, I'm not saying Poch isn't the right manager. I think he is. He'll get. A, they'll be fine. I know Andy's not feeling that at the moment, <laughs> a lot of Chelsea, but they'll be fine. They've got too many good players and they've got a good manager. Yeah. It's going to take time. You've just got to hope. I'm sure the ball will be patient. They wouldn't be. Pulling the trigger on well, Pochettino. They, 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 well, they've sacked the coach this morning, haven't they? Mm, yes. Um, Blame someone the, else, yeah. The assistant. Um, so they're working their way, <laughs> chopper-wise, towards him, aren't they? But you made a good point, Danny, the stats. I looked at the match stats, because Andy often says, we've done this and we've done that and we were dominant. And I only saw highlights of this game. Mm. But Villa had 15 shots to Chelsea's 10. They had seven on yep. target to Chelsea's four. There was very little in possession. As Touch I say, this is the first time this season mm. Chelsea were not the better team. Yeah. Um, more corners for Villa, more touches in the opposition box. Villa are a good team, aren't they? Villa are a good team, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah Emery's right. a good coach, isn't he? That's what it is. Emery yeah. gets the tune out of the players that he's got. Yeah. So he's, he's and a great Gusto's job. red card was the final nail in, in, a, in a game that was already going in that direction, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure, as I said, Andy will have still plenty to say tomorrow at oh, one yeah. o'clock. Um, we move on then to Liverpool 3, West Ham United 1. Again, we'll pick up on with David Morrissey when he joins us after two o'clock. But um, again, you know, playing uh, away in Europe. They haven't played on a Thursday night for a long time, Liverpool. Uh, you thought there might be a bit of a, a bit of a hangover, but um, it's starting to take shape, isn't it? It's starting to take shape for it's Liverpool. Great energy. They've got great maturing. energy in that team. St- starting nothing, Paul. They're there. They're, we were we were speculating on Trans Europe Express last night that if Liverpool had qualified for the Champions League rather than being in the Europa League, I'd make them third favourites for the Champions League mm. right now. Mm. Um, the, they they are the uh, Manchester City, of course. Are, all-powerful, they're the next best English team just now, aren't they? And if you think about that front five, Salah and Nunes and Diaz and Gakpo and Jota mm. being rotated in the round during games, um, just incredible firepower, and they stabilised the midfield, which has in turn allowed the defence to take a deep breath compared to last season. Mm. They are they are fantastic. And West Ham were, were good, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, uh, Edson Alvarez and Lucas Paquetar both played fantastically well for them. Um, great diving header as well for that, the goal. That's two diving. I mean, James Ward Prowse a week, couple of weeks ago. They've decided to bring back the diving header, which was <laughs> a, bit, time. a bit of a lost art. Yeah, isn't nice. It? Well, well, David Moyes he gets accused of being a bit old school as a manager, but if he can bring back really sort of ain't ye oldie traditions like yeah. diving headers. Um, we'll, be, we'll be having flick-ons from corners very soon as well. <laughs> Superb. We should have. Let's, let's salute West Ham for doing that. Yeah, with, very nice. Come on, yeah. let's have your top ten diving oh, headers. Yeah, why I mean, not? Keith Houchin's going to get in there, isn't he? Of course. Oh, yeah, Andy yeah. Gray, who was a brilliant Gray. diving headers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they they are a beautiful yeah. thing. A player oh. at full stretch 
connecting with Nothing a ball. Nothing better to watch, is there? With you a know. ball that's curled in. But you didn't mention Spozzlai there either. And what a, I mean, he's man of the match every game. He's Spozzlai and McAllister yeah, have been very fantastic player. Right in there, 22 they? years I, old. I call him Dominic to avoid the controversy <laughs> yeah. about how to pronounce his name. Oh, right, yeah. right, Fanta- okay. Dom. Fantastic, fantastic yeah. footballer mm. um, and found him, uh, yeah, he's been searching for about the last 24 months for a proper home. Uh, seems to have it there. Right. I can imagine he'll become Spozzle. Uh, yeah, quite, possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> Domo! Yeah. Brighton, Brighton 3, uh, Bournemouth 1. Again, mm. bit of a European hangover, bit of a slow start. As we heard from Deserby earlier on with Jim, he wasn't massively impressed with the performance. But you can't yeah, argue great. they've got the quality now to get themselves out of a hole when they're in that situation and, and go on and win it. Yeah. Um, this was quite a close game, really. But in the end, the, the, the bit of quality that Matoma... Uh, brings was the difference between the teams. Bournemouth will look on this as a chance lost, actually. Having taken the lead um, when Brighton weren't playing at all well, and you may be suffering, as you say, from the... A, going back into Europe, and B, getting a surprise defeat in mm. Europe. Um, I think Bournemouth, who, who, you know, we've seen on lots of occasions the last 18 months can be very, very courageous. Um, I thought they, they perhaps stepped off the gas a tiny bit and then that allowed Brighton's, you know, superior players man for man. To, to, to turn the game around. But there was nothing in that. And I, I wonder if Bournemouth will, as I say, wish that they had perhaps just kept going in the way they started. Yes, it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how they do playing Thursdays. Mm. And he's admitted that. He did say, look, you know, it's the first time we found ourselves in that situation. As you said, Danny, compounded by the fact that a rare defeat. Um, yeah. But, you know, as you said, when you've got that kind of quality, especially Matoma, uh, you can find a way. You have to uh, think how long can they hold on to Deserby? That's one of the things. He's such a good, he's, he's doing such yes. a great job. Big well, teams will immediately be you know that they'll around the world know who he is, know where he is, see what he's doing with players, developing players. Mm. Fantastic. I'm not trying well, to sell him, but no, you know. but no. you can you can put your house on the fact that when he does go, they'll have a really good replacement. Yeah. Brighton lined up. So we need to we'll find say, out. You need to find out who that is and um, then get him in. That's it. <laughs> Try and nick, break in. To, I'm not break the replacement. Break, in break the, the chain. And take all of the top secret files they have on future. David Weir's filing cabinet and get into that and Paul Barb. But, I mean, it's true. Get them before podcast, Brighton. David Weir's filing cabinet. Yes, it well, would we, be. Again, we talked about this on Trans Europe Express last night. The South American teams now are low to sell their players. We were talking about an individual player. Mm. Um, to sell their players to Brighton without getting an absolute concrete um, sell-on clause. Yeah, of course, sure, yeah. because, understandable. Because one or two, um, Del Valle have missed out on one or two huge payoffs by not having exactly that clause. Let's move on to Burnley nil, Manchester United one, and the Johnny Evans game will look back yeah, on wow. it in time. Back after eight and a bit years to to start the, a game and then put in a superb ball for the winning goal. And have a goal disallowed yeah. and give away a, a possible penalty. Um, it, it's like, we're, we, you know, I'm not a great believer in time travel. I, I have to be honest. <laughs> I think we're in the here and now. But it's like we've got a TARDIS. Johnny yeah. Evans is dominating the Manchester United badge. Mm. Incredible. Um, it, it, hard to fit, you know, feel a bit sorry for Burnley. They, they played as well as they've done probably since they came back into the Premier League. And... Um, but, you, you know, when Johnny Evans produces Perlo pass um, <laughs> forward and then, you know, we know that Bruno Fernandes is a fantastic footballer. Yeah. The, 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 the finish was just sublime. Um, you, you know, you're up against it there. Some seeds of recovery mentioned that. They got a bit of luck in the game and that helps. And, you know, seeing Amrabat and Varane getting a few minutes tells you that they're probably um, going to reinforce that, that team 
which up to now hasn't looked very good at all, has it? No, that's true. That ball over the top that's volleyed in again was a bit of a... We had, uh, that was nice. Darwin Nunes did that. That was a nice finish. Mm. And, and Bruno did... It's always a joy to see that, isn't it? Watching a player keeping their eye on it, coming out the air and, and putting it away. Yeah, you get you get put on a list that's, that's headed by Marco van Basten, okay, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that, yes, yeah, those yeah, goals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a little stat, if only I can find it, which I thought it was quite interesting. Let me uh, let me go to yeah, my file. While you're doing that, Paul, uh, yes. Tony the West Ham fan says Trevor Brooking in the 1980 Cup final diving header. Oh, I'm yes. assuming he's... Yeah, yeah well, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. It, it's sort of... It's a sort of shot that he gets his head in the way of. Isn't I, it? I, I thought think... that was more. No, with Trevor, I think that's more of a falling header. Yeah, wasn't it was he? a it's falling kind of, header. Yeah, yeah. Trevor says, okay, yeah. I didn't get many with my head, and uh, <laughs> yeah. he didn't get many with his head. Was it Stuart Pearson's shot? I can't remember. Anyway, Oliver Kay in the Athletic today, he said the combined record of the promoted clubs so far in the Premier League: mm-hmm. played sixteen, won none, drawn three, lost thirteen. It's quite. I mean, look, no one said it was going to be easy, but that is pretty damning so far, isn't it? It is, and um, I think you could have suggested this was possible because Luton had a very particular way of playing in the, in the, in the championship. I wasn't sure it was going to work in the Premier mm. League. Burnley were never going to get 72% possession like they were averaging for the second half of last season. Um, and Sheffield United, they on paper, they don't have the players to challenge Premier League teams. Now, look. We saw last year when London went down, all these things are overcomable, if that's even a word. Right, but the now. Premier League is a shark tank, isn't it? Mm. If you yeah. first sign a weakness, bang, you're gone. And bang, the other teams are into you. Um, and it, it looks bleak now, doesn't it? I mean, what would they change any of these teams? I know, you know, we know what Sheffield United, we, we said what might happen. It looks bleak for the three of them. really. And that's a, that's a shame for football. There shouldn't be that gap between the Championship and the Premier yeah. League. On my Saturday show, we had we had a podcast, Luton podcaster on yeah. Saturday, and he said, Rob Edwards' job is safe, whatever happens. Right. They often sure. say Ever that. Happens. If only owners had that attitude. Mm. You know, It's often the managers that get them in that situation who were the first to... To be sacrificed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I said, come on, let's have your best diving headers. Oh, and yeah, you, you haven't disappointed. Nice. Alan Clark, 1972 Cup Final. Sadly, myself and Danny are old enough to remember that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, cross from Mick Jones on the right. Jeff Barnett in goal with a bubble perm. Did Mick Jones break his arm making the cross? I think he did. Or maybe it was yeah. later in the game, but he certainly put the cross he fell in. fell over and broke his arm. Yeah. yeah. Robin Van Persie against Spain for Ireland in uh, the World Cup 2014, of course. A sensational Mad. one. Mad header. Simeon Jackson for Norwich versus Portsmouth 2011 to secure Premier League promotion. Oh, the greatest nice. diving header of all, all of time, all time. Joe to Norwich. When you yeah. see one, it does give you an extra... Sp- when you celebrate a goal, yeah. anyway, but a diving header gives it's you an extra... You see that player's legs leave it? the ground, oh, they yeah. land on their stomach. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Brentford 1, Everton 3. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm not afraid. This felt like... A, 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 let's not call it a turning point. It felt like a very important result and Ooh, performance for Everton. It this. dangerous. We'll, we'll see next week and, and on onward, but it did. We're- in a weekend where a team has scored eight goals away from home, I, I mean, I, I'm loath to say this, but that that is the result of the weekend. Yeah, that I, is agree, the, I agree. That, you didn't know that was coming, um, and not not a not a fluke either. Everton, who we've, I'm, I'm almost glad because I'm sick of having to say the same things about them every week. Um, whereas Andy really likes that riff, doesn't he? <laughs> um, you know, 18 shots a goal. They 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 put Decore further up the pitch. Um, they had Calvert Lewin to come off the bench, um, and you know they're attacking football. But these not words we normally associate with Sean Dyche paid off, and um, 
left Brentford nowhere to go. But fantastic performance by Everton, a fantastic result. And, you know, I don't know about um, whether it will change the shape of their season, Andy, but um, it, it, it shows them another possibility from what mm. they've been doing. Yeah, Beto's looked like pretty good business so far. I mean, look, he's a bit raw and I'm sure he'd like some more goals, but he seems to be a, a good fit for the team, doesn't he? And I wonder whether, you know, there's a, there's a moment further down the line where they can have him to occupy the defenders, allowing Dominic Calvert-Lewin a little more room and a little less having to be the physical mm. brunt of the team, yeah. which, of course, is how he ends up getting sort of um, impact injuries the whole time. I wonder whether they, they, they might be heading back, and Sean Dyche would certainly not be against this, to kind of 4-4-2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They need a runner mm. games from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Whenever he plays, he seems to score one in two at least. Does need that run of games yeah, for him. Keep so him fragile. Keep him fit. It's just the, the nature of it, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're nominating who should go in the barrel. My nomination today is a man that goes to watch Chelsea and they don't score and lose. And when he's not watching Chelsea, he goes to Brentford to watch them play <laughs> home and they don't win at home either. So I think Andy yeah. Jacobs should be going oh, yeah, in, the, in barrel the barrel today. Oh, my gosh. He, I, I, he misses a show on a Monday. Suddenly he's in the barrel. <laughs> Yeah, got to say, say, I'm deeply approving of this, I've got to be honest. (laughs) Okay, we're calling it early. What's the time? We're calling it at 1.52. You're brave brave when he's not here. You're brave when he's not here. Get him right in that barrel. (laughs) He sits there at Brentford, they can't win or can't score. (laughs) He sits there at Chelsea, they can't win. Andy Jacobs is in the barrel. Let's give him a bit of the Captain Pugwash. Beautiful. Just step in, sir. Step in. Okay. We move on then to um, Manchester City 2, Nottingham Forest nil. Mm. Another red card game that ultimately didn't have a bearing on what was going on. But, uh, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was a wonderful goal by City, as is pointed out. Uh, a, yeah. a, a beautiful flowing move and a, uh, another fine header from uh, Haaland. Sort of fairly routine, but we know Pep was pleased because they played most of the second half with 10 men and, uh, and kept Forest at bay. And, you know... When you've got a team who you could make an argument have the best player in every position in the Premier League, give or take one or two, mm. um, going down to ten men didn't seem. I mean, they, they were they were it was good they were two up from their point of view, but um, Rodri's moment of madness and, mm. and and Morgan Gibbs White's moments of pretending. Yeah. Yes, um, let's be absolutely <laughs> frank about it. Yeah, um, meant that it, at least we saw something of a game, and in the end, Forest had more shots than City. But mm. I I. I I'm trying to think of the number of teams who City could go down to 10 men against and still keep them yeah. at arm's length, and it's nearly every team in the Premier League. And I, don't I want mean, to be overpraised in City, but you know they're very, very good, and that, they, they got away with it there. I mean, we, he we missed want... two games. He missed two games, Rodri, or three? It's three. It's three. Yeah, yeah, three. Right. three yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. Apparently, there was some talk of appealing it because of maybe, uh, but I don't think he'd have a leg to stand on. But Pep wants him to learn I'm, a lesson, like, like Gibbs White, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's no, right. no, when he was it, drifting in and out of consciousness, obviously. Once clearly. He put, oh, I mean, yeah. uh, well, gone get the defibrillators on for him <laughs> as well. I know once he touched his, barely touched, but touched his neck, mm. that he was going to get that. And, and they would not overturn that in a million years. No. Um, it's it. interesting with Forrest. We were saying in the sort of few days before the window closed, they hadn't really done as much business as you'd expect. But ultimately, I'd see today, they, they bought 14 players, eight of them in the last couple of days. And, and Steve Cooper's kind of bedding them in. He's got new players coming in. I don't know about you, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think they'll have a yeah. uh, a pretty solid season. I don't I don't see him. I mean, look, maybe they'll no. they'll sort of have a dalliance with relegation, but I think they'll be fine. But the dalliance, the teams who you think might dally mm. um, with relegation, 
the moment they've got a tremendous sort of memory foam cushion with the three teams that are promoted. <laughs> yeah. They make a lovely bed to lie on in 17. You'll be 17th, but eight points clear of them. Yeah. It'll be a really comfortable position. It's not the last year was an absolute savage at the bottom of the Premier League. Yeah. Doesn't look like it's going to be like yeah. that this year. Luton won, Fulham won, and Luton, much like a kind of budget version of Chelsea, are doing all the same things creating lots of chances, getting in good positions, having lots of shots, lots of opportunities and not putting them away. I've got the stats somewhere. It is pretty, uh, it was, I mean, it was, yeah. 20 shots at the, the weekend and yeah. relied in the end on, a, on an, another non-penalty where a deflection yeah. onto, a, a, onto a hand gets given as a penalty. They're going to have to sort all that out. It's ruining the game. Um, yeah, they, they, their finishing was, was not helpful to them, uh, shall we say. Um, and what, but what a goal by Pedro Neto! Before we get too negative about, mm. you know, what a fantastic goal that was from yet another player that Wolves have found, you know, um, from a a coach, uh, sorry, a scouting network that doesn't go past Portugal. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's very true. And you think you look at Luton and you think they're not far off. You know, they're just they're they're doing a lot of things right, it's but they're feel, not. It's just if they'll have enough time. They're isn't not it, in really? the market for Ivan Tony, so you, you wonder what the <laughs> you wonder what the answer is really. The answer, I guess, it is that they're just going to have to keep doing what they're doing at home because uh, it's, it's much more difficult away from home. And, you know, we all know that goals go in off backsides. You get them from sort of set pieces and things. Yeah. Um, they're not going to they're not going to out football most teams so keeping at it yeah. will be the, the, the main thing for them this weekend's dog with fleas of course was ah. Crystal Palace nil Fulham nil Could barely have... made the last on match of the day Could it was uh, I mean, just off. one of those uh, two two teams who sort of cancelled each other out take the uh, point well really. uh, I mean, look at them they've now played, played they've both played six won two lost two drawn two eight points they are. This is absolute mid-table stuff, and, yeah. and and they produced it just beautifully. Yeah. They almost. I mean, probably a pre-match agreement. We'll shake hands like nil-nil. They said, you know, we'll have a rest, and then we'll get back to it next week. Mm. The only thing I'd say about it is, Fulham just be a little bit careful with it, with, with themselves here because without Mitrovic, mm. um, it's mm. you know we all know Carlos Vinicius uh, Paul is, is is not not prolific, shall we say, against no. something against Marine, <laughs> and. Um, just be very careful that these nil-nils and these draws don't turn to a succession of defeats that would leave them on the memory foam mattress in 17. Yes. Well, they've got Chelsea next, that'd be right there. There's three points. Oh, and you kill you. Well, yeah, we'll be having He's it. not here. We, He's do, not here. We've put him in the we've barrel. In the barrel. Danny's <laughs> relegated him. I've said Fulham are going to beat him. We can do what we like. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Sir's not here. We can do what we like. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Andy, how many years have you worked with this man and you've shoved him in the barrel? An old geezer. <laughs> well, I just poor old geezer I shoved into a barrel. I only. I wasn't planning to. It wasn't pre I just noticed this pattern of Brentford not winning at home and Chelsea not winning at home either. So he won't mind. He'll pop in there for a minute. He won't mind. He'll probably. He's yeah. quieter Cozy. in there. He, he Cozy. should be. Played selected highlights of the, of this chat tomorrow, just yes. before his rant. Yes, he won't just be happy. He's in the barrel. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Danny. You're back tonight. Back at seven o'clock with um, Darren and Danny. Yes, um, and uh, we go through. I mean, it was, we've already done some of it, but it's been an amazingly busy Lovely. weekend in yeah. football. And we'll talk about that. Might have a little chat about what happened in Amsterdam as well. Oh yeah, big. Can't have that. You no. can't. They 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 are. Uh, what I understand, they're going to carry on the game with twenty minutes to no. go. No. So. They yeah. should give the points to final. That's a final, and, they, and they should probably dock Ajax for yeah, yeah, yes, points absolutely, as well. Yeah. What the rules in Holland, though, if stuff gets thrown on the pitch, the game gets abandoned. 
Um, and that's just an invitation to me, wow. um, to, the, to the fans yeah. who, are, who are on yeah. the losing side to get the game stopped. Next time you're 3-0 Nobody down. was hurt. I should no. make that. Nobody was That's hurt, thank good. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, Danny quick, quick word on the rugby. I mean, I know you're living in Ireland Ooh. now. You know, you must have been fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And it, it seems incredible to me now that the way the draw has gone, that the four best teams yeah. will be in the, two, in the top half of the draw. Um, but Ireland were fantastic. It was great. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Join us in the studio now to talk a bit of Liverpool, his beloved Liverpool, and to tell us about the new drama series starting on ITV tonight, The Long Shadow. It's actor David Morrissey. Hi, David. Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Yeah, Very we're good. We're good. We're, it's we're, a come beautiful on. day out there. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you get a spring in your step. It's like Danny Kelly was saying, you know, I'm saying it's all t- starting to take shape. And Danny said, no, it's, it's, it's taken shape. He's very... But we're going to come on to that because we want to talk about The Long Shadow. Right. Um, before we uh, chat to David, we're going to bring you a flavour of it with the trailer. Could you describe him for me? A white man, dark hair. He had these dark coloured eyes. The voice you're about to hear is the man we believe to be the so-called Yorkshire Ripper. At 7.41 this morning, the body of a 28-year-old woman was found in the Prince Philip playing fields to find out who they are and why this happened. They don't know who Ripper is. They don't know what Ripper looks like. To please help us find the person who killed my daughter. This is only going to get bigger. I give you my word that I will catch this animal. People's lives will carry on being destroyed. Until they catch this man. No. Long after that. Yeah, it's a seven-part mm. series. I've I've watched five. I've got a preview. Oh, I've watched you? five so far. It is. It's gripping. It is really harrowing, uh, but it's it's brilliantly done. A fantastic cast, apart from yourself, Toby Jones, Danny Mays, lots of really great yeah, people in it. Great, yeah, and Liz White and yes. Jill Halfpenny and. Jasmine Lee Jones. I mean, yeah, it's really well put together. It's uh, directed by Lewis Arnold, who I work with on Sherwood. 
Okay. Uh, which I think I came in here to talk about. You did, about yeah, well. yeah. And uh, I'm just in the middle of doing the second season of that, actually. And he's a director I really rate very highly. And George Kay, of course, who's done some amazing work. And um, so when they approached me, obviously, you know, the first thing to do is read the scripts. And they were so solid and well-researched and had been researched with, you know, a lot of the victims' families and the, the women who were attacked by uh, by Peter Sutcliffe. And so, yeah, it was, you know, they it, it's a piece of work that's been taken very seriously. And it's the first time this story has been dramatised. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's given George the uh, opportunity to show what it was like for people who, you know, the sisters and daughters and mothers were taken away by this man and the lives that they lived afterwards and and the women who were attacked by him and, you know, and sort of were interviewed by the police and not believed, you know. Mm. You you play George Oldfield. Don't yeah, you? I play George. There was four major officers over mm. the case of in the five years, and George took over. He was the second man. He, I think he might be the man that most people who remember the case and on the television would remember because he was the man that was sent the tape. Yeah. And for those that don't know, halfway through the investigation, a tape emerged. That letters emerged that were direct, given directly to George, addressed directly to him. And then a tape emerged, a man's voice claiming to be Peter Suckley, or at that time, the Ripper, as mm-hmm. we didn't know who it was. And that voice was a northeast voice. It was sort of a like Newcastle, Sunderland, whatever, you know, that sort of part of the world. So George decided to move all the investigation onto that. And, to, mm. and in that miscalculation on his part, an obsession really, his obsession that this was true, that this piece of evidence was true, he sort of, uh, other women were murdered and, and uh, attacked in that time because he was so obsessed with this idea that that must be it. Yeah. And the, the voice addresses him directly. So he took it personally. Mm. And uh, and that's part of the drama that we see. Yeah, I mean, th- there is this device throughout which showing you the amount of days, how many days you are in to the investigation. Yeah, yeah. and the long. I mean, it, it does. It, it, it's amazing that it took so long to track. You can yeah. understand that desperation to yeah. to get a result. And also, you know, it was um, their opinions of the women who were being attacked was were quite low. Yeah. And they did not, you know, not that they didn't prioritise it, but they were, they were looking for a, they were putting women, the, the violence against women was not high on their agenda. No. They were misogynistic, they were racist, you know, they, they really, but also it was in the time before DNA, it was in the time before computerised evidence was done, so there was a lot against them. The Yorkshire Police Force had all been amalgamated just as Sutcliffe's first murder happened. And so there was lots of stuff happening, but their their attitude to the people who were being attacked and yeah. murdered was was very very troubling. Well, it makes you wonder if there were a lot more people that were attacked. I'm sure there were definitely. Be- I'm sure there were. We yeah. see in the program, don't we? <clears throat> a couple of people said, "Well, uh, if 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 I come forward as a as a uh, as a victim of the uh, yeah, of be- the ripper, oh, there people say I was a prostitute." Yeah, exactly, and okay. that you know that kept people from coming forward, yeah. and and even you know there's a scene at one point where one woman who has been attacked they take her back into the street to see you know and back to the bars to see if she can identify this man and you see the general public looking at her in such mm-hmm. a disdainful and horrible way and you know the the stigma around that yeah and that's why you know i think we want to use the name Peter Sutcliffe because the the term the Yorkshire Ripper is something that yeah. the victims and the victims' families still find very triggering. This mm. you know we, this man was 
found, he was identified, you know, sure. and he lived in a relatively normal street, he had a normal job. But for them, it's about going, you know, it's not this demonic, demonic name, mm. it's that name, sure. and that's who it was. So that's, and I think that the title of the piece, The Long Shadow, those are still going on, you know, and, and Sonia McCann, who was the daughter of Wilma McCann, you know, she committed suicide in the early... Uh, 2006, I think, you know, and she really carried what happened to her through those years. And her, Wilma McCann's son became a, a great public speaker and, and, and sort of, uh, he was part of our, uh, you haven't seen the end of the show yet, yeah. but he was part of our research as well, you okay. know. So it does, and, you know, the way that people, the, one of the things that they were told, a lot of women were told, was stay indoors. And the women were saying, well, why are you telling us to stay indoors? Yeah. You know, tell the men to stay yeah. indoors. You know, yeah. So that thing of reclaim the night, which actually came up recently again with the Sarah Everard case. You know, so there's lots of stuff to be examined in this yeah. period. When, when you're making a show like this, it must be so important not to sensationalise, to stick to fact, to stick to the truth, because... Obviously, the families yeah. are still are still around of the, of these people. And uh, the production company and uh, Willow Grills, who's the main producer, I'd worked with her before. You know, they are taking it seriously. Mm. They are going out and they are talking to the families, and they have a great sensitivity around it. And that is on the page. And you, as the actor, you have a responsibility for that as well. And obviously, you know, the character I played, George Oldfield, he made terrible mistakes. Mm. But you know, for me, playing him, I can't judge him. I have to play him with all the complexities. Mm. And, you know, it, it sort of weighed down on him. Him and Dennis Hoban, who's the character that um, Toby Jones plays, you know, it, it, it shortened their lives themselves because, you know, the, the, the burden on them was, was yeah. massive and it had a great cost to their health. So, you know, it's, uh, it does tell the story of the police investigation and the victims themselves. I mean, on a lighter note, you have to do a lot of smoking in this, David, I don't you? I mean, I noticed you have, to, you're doing a lot of, yeah. you have to do a lot of smoking with gusto, don't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. They, nobody smoked, but you're like, you know, and there was no vaping. No, no, no that's right. Everybody so, was inhaling. Yeah. Right? And also the guy who ran the smoke machine was pretty busy as well. <laughs> Every interior place, which, of course, lighting cameramen love because, you yeah. know, it's yeah, a reflective. Yeah. But also looking at the research of the time, you know, it's it's. It's recent history, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, certainly in my lifetime. But the differences, just the way we communicate now, certainly around uh, police investigations, are so different. Yeah. And we, you know, even reading it, I was thinking, well, why don't they do the DNA? And you think, well, there are no DNA, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But given all that, they still made terrible mistakes. They yeah. made mis They had them in, I think, nine or ten times. And they made really <sighs> terrible mistakes. And obviously there's been documentaries about this, but I think what a drama does is it is able to give voice to people who don't have a voice anymore. Yeah. It's able to embody people who, yeah. you know, no longer can give testimony. And I think, you know, uh, Catherine Kelly and, and the, Mm. And, and all the actresses in this do such an amazing job. What a cast. And I think that's what George and Lewis have brought to it, is giving voice back to people whose voices have been taken away slightly. Yeah, that episode, uh, Catherine Kelly and Danny Mays, our uh, husband and wife, that, that's, uh, that's yeah. amazing. Great yeah. performances and, by yeah, those guys. Yeah, and I think the performances throughout, you know, yeah. Jill Halfpenny later on, brilliant uh, Jasmine Lee Jones who plays a victim who survived and mm. and suffered great racism from yeah. the police you know I mean, well, she, that, she had a very good photo fit of Peter Sutcliffe yeah. very early on that sat in a drawer because nobody yeah. took her seriously and also you know George was interviewing women who had been attacked by Sutcliffe but he was convinced he was a Geordie. And when they said, that's not the man who attacked me, he just dismissed their evidence, mm. you know. They, and they, So that type of sort of um, real flaws in the investigation we, 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 we mine, yeah. 
go on. So it's seven parts. Is uh, is it going out once a week for seven? So months? I think I might be mm. correct on this. It goes out once a week on the ITV, but yeah. I think it drops all together on ITVX. Oh, okay. So, so I think if you've binge. got the, if yeah, you've okay. got that platform, you can watch it all. But it goes out over seven weeks in the traditional way. Okay. No, it's uh, it's excellent. Highly recommended. I've still got Thank two you. more to watch. Um, so on to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you'll you'll be delighted with Sam. Uh, you were a bit worried about the midfield. I'm sure all Liverpool fans were, but McAllister and Sabozai looking very good. Great. You I mean, it was just the whole to... circus around, you know, who's going to buy these players? Is it also Chelsea? You know, and the prices we got. I'm sure agents were rubbing their hands yeah. together at the thing. I notice you've got me on this week, Paul, rather than next week. I don't know whether uh, that's a... <laughs> is that a measure of your confidence? Um, I saw you at the Champions League final. I think that's a bad omen. Uh, I don't want to see you around well, the, the Tottenham Liverpool. And then we saw each other at Guy Garvey, didn't we? <clears> oh, we did, that, yeah, that was an amazing lad. concert. He was playing guitar for him. Yeah, he was and was playing yeah, that was a great yeah, night wasn't it I yeah, mean I love him so, so yeah. great yeah I'm you know I'm sort of <clears> very <throat> pleased with how we've started I think the the, the midfield and Jones of course you know yeah. looks like a different mm. player now in that team as mm. well so yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how we go on I still think City uh, whoever finishes above City will win the title you know but I think that that top four battle is going to be really really you know hard fought this year yeah. you know but, it's going better than you thought I yeah imagine. I was yeah. worried I mean I was it, only around the circus <clears throat> of that <throat> signings and the people we didn't get yeah and suddenly the noise around that and then also I felt uh, like I think a lot of Liverpool fans that if we knew that Henderson was going to go then we would have had that money to sign Bowie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all that what ifs isn't it that you do so you know that that were the things and he looks like you know he's a world beater isn't he so you know but I think we're shaping up and that you know they're calling it Liverpool 2.0 you know it, it does feel that there's this mm. new energy oh, he seems energised well, yeah, really. Nunes looks confident he's amazing, doesn't he yeah, I mean last year great. last year the, 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 the chances he was missing are the ones yeah. now that are you know, there's yeah. ones at the back post I mean, really fair, Klopp was saying that Klopp said he'll take time to adapt yeah. and when he does he'll, he'll score lots yeah, of goals and he keeps so. faith in him and stuff yeah. you know I mean there is that sort of Van Dyke sort of centre back roles that you're mm. sort of slightly nervous about if he gets injured or you know booked or whatever. What's yeah. who's coming in there? There's there's still uh, still worries. We seem to need to go one down before we sort of wake up. You know mm. that's certainly been the focus of the last five games. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really pleased. But you must be delighted. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm yeah very early days, but I'm enjoying it. All seems to be heading in. That was a test last week. It's going to be a big test next week at, yeah. at Tottenham against Liverpool as yeah, well. So yeah. I think we'll find out a bit more about Spurs but after that. Love the way you're playing football yeah. I think it's great it's you know, exciting so, nice yeah, and front attacking, foot yeah. yeah and that thing of going one down and two one down and then you come back it's great should it's be great. a good game next I week, thought Madison had gone though when he got tackled, I yeah, thought that was, that, I thought that thought was that. he seemed to jar his knee. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's that's the rest of the I season. When he gone. turned and it just went, I thought, oh gosh, no. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. well, so he's having a scan this week apparently, yeah, okay, but he, he played on. David, lovely to see you. Oh, it's great to be in here as always. Thanks, Thanks very for much, David. In. Cheers. And uh, long shadow ITV one tonight at nine o'clock, and then as David said, ITVX. Uh, you'll be able to uh, watch all of those, all seven episodes. Fantastic. Very powerful stuff, but highly recommended. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, our next guest has made his fortune through a number of uh, high-profile business ventures. I'm sure many of you have tried the Butterfield Diet Plan yeah, over course, the yeah. years. Uh, he also had his own detective agency, which was very mm. popular, a sporting lookalikes business that yeah. he ran for some time, uh, a karaoke bar that yeah. was very popular. So... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I particularly like the, the, in the diet plan, the, the pudding, which is ice cubes with artificial sweetener on. Yeah. 
That was right. I mean, you could it, eat as much of that as you wanted. It, it was good. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is why Brian's with us today. Hello. Uh, lovely Hello. to see you, Brian. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you too. Yes. Uh, all those businesses it actually made me a little nervous because they're all subject to, well, hundreds actually of lawsuits. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'd appreciate if you didn't. Don't make sure. No, don't you not. just don't because I, I'm sort of banking on that people are going to forget about them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, yes, I mean, when you look back, on you've been touring around, talking to people about uh, mm. business around the country. You've got a big show next year at the event in Apollo, I see, next June. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? I believe it is. Uh, yes, uh, right. June? June, uh, June. The, the month, yes. June. Yes, it's at the, uh, it's my business seminar, the Call of Now, uh, mm. which we're doing a tour of at the moment, and then I'm, next year, I'm doing another tour, and we're going to play the Apollo, uh, wow. e the Even Tim Apollo. Yeah. Uh, it's called that because um, it's a very inclusive event. Oh, anybody, anybody with any name can get in. Wow. Even Tim. Even Tim, Even which is Tim, which is great nice. for all the Tims out there. Which it I is. I don't quite mean that, but people call Tim. I'm going to call it that <laughs> yeah. because of the connotations it might have otherwise. Yeah. Um, so. Um, We've had, we've had some ideas coming in, Brian, because okay. when we've got your kind of expertise in the building, it yeah. seems only right that we should run a few ideas past you that the listeners have. Are you, are you happy to have a listen to yeah, that? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, this is uh, Barry from Hull. He says, a club crest toilet roll in the stadium. Uh, he was quite keen on that as an yeah. idea. So a Plymouth. I think crest. he thought like one end, one end. You know, the away end would have the opposite team. Yes. In 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 the toilet, so, so they could effectively the, wipe their backsides like, on the opposition. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes, they could wipe their away end with the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Well, you've nice got the marketing. Idea. I guess. Yes. 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 I mean, I think it's a little bit of poor taste. You know, yeah, oh, okay. that, that question, that the, the, the uh, that, that that thing. I'm not sure it was entirely serious. A little, <laughs> little bit of poor taste, and also it it does directly compete with one of my uh, businesses, my um, Butterfield's butt wipes. Ah, of course. So you know, I wouldn't want to promote anything that was going to uh, interfere with one of my businesses. Yeah. Have you been to many football matches, Brian? Are you a football man? Yeah, I'm. A, yes, I'm a football man. I'm interested. You know, I'm interested in buying a club. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've, I'm in preliminary talks with Jurgen Klopp to take over Liverpool. Wow. Okay. And Everton. Okay. I want to take over both, both of them and uh, merge them into, into one club, Liverpool yeah. United. Wow, okay. And they love that. Yeah, so, I yeah. think I think so. I mean, you know, I've got it all planned out. I've got a, a £15 billion bid. Mm, okay. And um, I've spoken to Jürgen about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you know, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. And I can't do the voice, but he <laughs> said to me, he said, you know, Brian, look, this is great. You know, I'm just the manager. I'm not the uh, owner. But, I mean, this, all this money sounds great. Where are you going to get it? And, well, I, and I said, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is all I've got to sort. I've just got to sort out the funding. Yeah, That's the it. Fun, I've just yeah. got to get hold of the funding. And then, you know, we're going to merge the, uh, the, the, the two strips. So instead of red and blue, it okay. will be a mauve. Okay. Come on, you mauves. Oh, yeah, lovely. It's good. Um, we move the stadium to the Isle of Man, to mm. a neutral uh, <laughs> territory. Mm -hmm. Um, is that for tax reasons? Or? It's, for, it's for many reasons. <laughs> it's, it's also, it makes it uh, harder to attack the island. You know, it's yeah, a, it's a little yeah. island. And, mm. uh, 
Yeah, so well, if you've got a few failed businesses, not failed, sorry, businesses under investigation, then you're absolutely going to pass the... The yeah, the Fit and test, Proper you know, Persons so. Act in football is... Uh, what is that? Um, well, they, 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 well I mean, a lot of people have asked that question, Brian, because it's surprising the amount of people that are able to buy football clubs. But from by the sound of it, we think you'll sail through that test. Yeah. There are some questions about your finances, about some Will basic they? ones. Do you have any money? If you just say yes... No. Then, then, oh, I see. No, oh, no, I see. Uh, We're just... Yes. Uh, we do, say yes, yeah, do say yes, Brian. Do say yes. Yes. Well, that's it. You're in. You're in. I mean, plenty of people have got clubs on that basis you know i've been practicing because uh my new uh football came out football game came out for the my console the botatendo uh <laughs> bfr 2024 um and uh, there's a mode on it where you sit in an office mm. and you negotiate with the owners of clubs okay. and uh you sit and nod and uh, you choose you know there's a little yes no do you want how much do you want to bid do you want to bid this much? It's basically, it's, it's actually the whole game is just that. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, really? But that's what I've been using to practice my uh, negotiation. Yeah, mm. the 15 billion, of course. 15 billion, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money to anybody. It's a lot of money. It is. To anybody. Yes, it is. To anyone. Are you looking for uh, other people to get involved to help you sort of finance this merge of Liverpool and Everton? Well, look, I'm hoping the, the I'm hoping BFA 24 uh, sells, sells a lot, you know, mm. I mean, we, you know, we haven't been able to license the uh, Premier League players or any players or mm. any clubs. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've invented our own uh, our own uh, players and clubs uh, that, you know, are sort of the similar kind of players that you would have in the Premier League. Oh, like yeah. we've got, uh, you know, the Egyptian king Bo Bala, Barwin Bunyas, Berling Barland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got, uh, you know, other teams. We've got Liverpool, uh, yeah. Best Bam. Manchester, United. Manchester, United. And Manchester Bitty. Manchester Bitty as well. Uh, yes. Bottenham Botspur, they in there? Bottenham Botspur. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, so, yeah. Um, I've got that already. I can see. You can, I can see how that's taken. worked. You can see uh, how that's Charlie's worked. a fan of Borky United. United, yeah, yeah. To go down the leagues at all? You're interested in lower league football at all? Lower leagues, lower leagues. Are these the ones that play on the subterranean pitches? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. ones. Yeah. Sometimes okay. it feels like yeah. it. Yeah. The cave dwelling players, yes, yeah. they're very sort of dark, <laughs> lit with torches. Yeah. Yes, I've seen those games. Yes, cave they're quite football. depressing. Actually, yeah. cave football sounds like a good business. Cave player. football. Oh, yes. Butterfield's cave football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Football yeah. in a cave. Football, football in a cave. You've just written that down in light pencil. So I mean, maybe something you'll come back to. I don't know. But is that, is that what it's life as an entrepreneur? You, you spot an idea and you write it, and who knows? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to take take life as it uh, as it comes, and, mm. and these ins, these inspirations are all around. They you, are, you know. Mm. That's right. I but, mean, just look around here. I mean, actually, I can't. I don't have any. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's a few things here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a clock, you know, and all yeah. I can think of is you know, a clock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell you, you know that you know the big clocks that they have uh, at the side of the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, I think they should make those into wristwatches. Wow, oh, yeah, a nice like, idea. But like, that, that's the same that's size, yeah, same that's size. Right. size. You know, or a, or like on a grandfather clock mount, perhaps. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny talking about football because I, I I've always been a pretty bad football player. But mm. I'm a, I can't hold my own, but you know. 
I once held the world record for the number of keepy-uppies wow. I could do with my head. Wow, with you? your head, yep. okay, yeah. Yep. Sure. And what I was seeing, I saw there was a ball here. I thought I could maybe... Well, we'd love to. It'd be great. We could break another world record in the yeah, studio. We, we always yeah, keep a ball in the studio. Just in, case. Uh, in case. Yes. Either of you good at keeping up? Not, not, not the ex-pros. Not to your no, we leave that to clearly the pros. How many could you do? I'm not many. With my head. Oh, three. Tops. Three. Three tops. I, I, I might three. Be, I might be. I'm, I'm, desperate, I'm desperate to say four tops, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> I guess I could do five, Brian, but I mean, I'm, what was the world record? It was uh, 6,840. Okay. Wow. And that was me. Mm. And I did it. I did, I, you know, I did it at quite a leisurely pace. Mm. Uh, I did it over, it was over two and a half days. Oh. So, okay, fair <laughs> right. enough. So All just right. like one header and then not... not Straight on, the, yes, it's uncanny what I could do. Wow. Slow motion sort of headers. Yeah. Almost, yeah. that's what it looks like. It's crazy. I don't use any video trickery. I just, it's just all talent, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, um, an instinct, knack, I don't know what you'd call wow. it. Well, look, we'd love. Would you be prepared? Have you got that? Have got another try. Here? I mean, yeah. obviously, we know it could take a couple of days. Well, we just see like the best of what. Yeah, you I'll, have. Do, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I could. Uh, I could do a, a quick, uh, quick century for you. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much, yeah, 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 Brian. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that sounds nice, good. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Here we go. There's not a lot of headroom in the studio. Keep it, keep it low. I'm good at controlling it. Oh, that's good. Keeping it quite low. That's all right. Here we go. That's right. There we are. Oh, oh, okay, that's uh, okay. That that one just flew across the desk. Charlie will bring that back for you. So. Well, that is one. Yeah, it's just because I'm in the you know yeah, the lights. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We understand. Here we go. Here we go again. That's it. So there we are. Yeah. Oh, oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, that's one. One. Um, okay. That's all right, Brian. Nothing. Uh, you're okay. You're, you're no, I, I don't think I am actually. I, think, oh, I don't know what's what's the matter with that ball. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> if that. I, I don't think that was a, t- a totally spherical ball. Oh, I just right. don't think it was. No. Well, we got one. We did one. So uh, well, look, we've no look. A yeah, marathon takes you know one step at a we've time. We've got an idea, uh, Brian. We're going to yes. run it. This could be a TV format we could take around the world. You've oh, got yes. a lot of people at the moment. We've only done it on radio. Not there's anything wrong with that. It's called Celebrity Combination Lock. Oh, um, yes. Would you be prepared to play that for us today? Yes, of course. Oh, Here we news, go then. News. Celebrity Combination Lock <coughs> with your hosts, Paul Hawksbeck and lock keeper, Charlie Baker. Hello. 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 It's a new series, it's a new series. Season, season this three, is Season Paul. three of this. So all we ask, really, is that a celebrity comes and we have a combination uh, lock here. It's pretty straightforward, bog standard mm. combination lock. We ask the celebrity, like yourself, to come on and try and guess... The four numbers which will mm. open the lock. It's just, they've all played it over the years. All the top stars. I see. And yeah. it, it's this. I can't give you. Often we try and give you a marker if a lot of people have played it. But this is the start of season three. Yeah. Uh, Adam so Rowe got it, and Rhys James won the last series. They're the two. They got it in the end. The two but, uh, have done so far. So um, we just asked for four numbers, uh, Brian. Four numbers. four numbers that might open the lock. Could I ask? Could I ask something? Would I be able to just have a? Yeah, could I hold, you can the hold it? You the can the also, only rule is you don't knock the lock. I, don't, I won't knock the lock, but could I kiss the lock? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think so. It's, this, is this is the first. This is the first. This is the first. Here we are, Brian Butterfield kissing the lock. 
Now look, this there is, is no rule against kissing pe- a lot. People say this is a superstitious thing, a superstition, an old wives' tale. Mm. But you know, it's never failed me. Okay. okay, here we go. Wow, the first kissing of the lot. Oh, here we go. Transference. We look at that. There we are. Very nice. Just now going five. Five. Mm-hmm. Another kiss. Another kiss for each number. Sure. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Seven yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. What a delicate kiss. Seven. It's very, Seven. Gen- very gentle kiss. Yeah, very gentle. Here we go. Yeah. Last one. Oh. <laughs> Quite passionate, the last one. I think that's another seven. It's okay. another seven. It's another seven. seven. Okay, well, it took seven. We just hand that back to Charlie. There you go. The lock has been kissed tenderly, tenderly four times. It's almost the opposite of knocking the lock. It is. It's just it's so much respect for the lock. There we go, okay. More than we even pay okay. it. Okay, fair we'll, to we, say. Will, we will put the numbers in now. Here we go. Let's the computer. Let's see what the numbers uh, so are. Five. Five. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Wow, five, seven, seven. Here we go, then. Five. If it's wrong, it's not going to narrow it down much, is it, for people? <laughs> it's not. Here we go. <laughs> oh, sad times. But can we just find out how many numbers Brian uh, called correctly? One. One, One correct number. How many in the correct position? Zero. Oh, ah, okay, there we so are. So one of those numbers, Brian, was a five or a seven. We can we yeah. can tell you that. But, well, uh, that's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why that didn't work. Just, the <laughs> yeah, vibe just wasn't works. there. Yeah, sure, it just sure. wasn't there. So, Brian, you have, a, I think, a couple more uh, of your uh, evenings to come and then, say, the, the big the big show next week at uh, at the Apollo. Next, next, next year, year at the Apollo. Next year at the Apollo, yeah, At the Eventum, yeah. And... Um, it's, uh, you know, to be honest, they've made a mistake. <laughs> but all the tickets are being sold yeah. from today. If they get sold, well, it, that's that's legally binding. Mm. And we've got to do the. I've got to do the show there. Yeah. yeah. One ticket gets sold, I've got to do the show there. Even if it's just one ticket and one person in the Apollo. You'll be there. I'll be there. Fantastic. Well, Brian, it's been an honour to meet you. Thank you, Brian. Oh, you too. I'd love to come on again. Well, you'll be be very much nearer. What about tomorrow? (laughs) I think we're busy. busy I'll tell you what, when when you buy Liverpool and Everton, Yes. Yeah, well, you yeah. Can come on when then. that money's well, all come, come together, your well. investors are all lined, all your ducks are in a row. We'll yeah. get you back on. Very well. Yeah, okay, I detail. will. Brian, thank you. Thank you very, thank much. You very much. The great Brian, Brian Butterfield there, entrepreneur, oh. businessman. Go and catch him on uh, the last few dates of his tour. You'll find Brian on Twitter, all over social media. And, of course, you can buy tickets. If you just buy one ticket... He has to do the show. Just one person. He'll Please be there do. next June uh, at the uh, Even Tim Apollo. It's going to be on the 14th of June next year. Tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow, if you would like to go and see... Uh, also, Wednesday, sorry. Go and see Brian in action next year. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's been Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Brian Butterfield looking through some of your business ideas. Yeah. He's going to go for a world record, we've been told. Oh, great. So I don't quite know what it is, but it'll be in a little bit later on. 
Um, I'm Ian, Liverpool fan from Flintshire. Took my son Jake when he was about four years old to see us uh, play Middlesbrough Anfield 2001. Dreadful match. Sometime in the second half, Jake asked me if he could put his feet on the two empty seats next to us. He then put his head on my lap and fell asleep. <laughs> uh, this is the lady who was reading a book, Sheffield oh, United yeah. fan. Not just reading it, but starting a book. Actually yeah, started nice. a new book whilst her team were being gubbed 8 0. Doc Tower Boy has been in touch. I'm assuming a, a Grimsby Town fan. Yes. Counting ships going by in the River Humber whilst watching or not watching Grimsby Town from the top of the Finders stand. That's what people do. That's a nice idea. Yeah, there we are. And lo- a lot of people said you could have done a rant today. Uh, uh, Carlin, yeah, well. Carl in Birmingham and Chris, I think, said... You know, I yeah. can impro, Paul, but I can't reach the magic. But your team were 2-1 up with how long yeah. left uh, against Hemel Hempstead the other day? Not Is that right? Yeah. What yeah. a... What a- what a game it is, Paul. 2-1 up and you lost 3-2. How many goals did they score? We were singing. We, our, our fans were tempting it. Yeah. Tempting it to happen. If you're a Torquay fan, you know not to do this, yeah. Paul. Went 2-1 and up and in those... you know, When we were 2-1 up, we were top of the league. Mm. Top well, of the National really? League South. Really? Yeah, top of the National League South. Oh. We were. And then, of course, I said, as I was with John, our producer and my friend, uh, I was uh, saying, look at that big bloke. He's going to... He, the back stick. They'll, they'll swing it into him. He'll edit it down and they'll knock it in. What happened, Paul? What? Exactly that. One minute after goal, two all. Then we got caught down the right wing. Three, two. Two minutes. We were top of the league for two minutes. Wow, Charlie. Two minutes, top of the league. Hemel Hempstead away. There we are. There, their ground was like a, like a kid yeah. had made. You know when you see sometimes a kid has made... You sound a bit bitter now, sound Charlie. Like, like they've made a football ground in their own, in their own back garden. Mm. Like their, their dad's built them a little stand. Yeah. You know, that's what it was like. <laughs> Wow. He's like that. Has he done enough to beat you 3 2? No, they, they, have. they did so. do enough. The Tudors. Well, the fact you're at the right end of the, you're right end of the table, Charlie. Don't yeah. worry. So that was that. Hemel Hempstead won't be. That was and you, of... get, you get a lot of Hemel. Then you get what happens is you get a lot of Hemel Hempstead fans yeah. coming and find you on, on Twitter. And they've all got. Trolling. Like, You've been trolled by They've Hemel all got Hempstead. like West Ham badges in their, in their you know, right. bios. Or this like, is turning into a rent. Or their Chelsea badges in their bio. You know, all these people who have two teams. Oh, yeah. Absolute losers. Absolute losers. It's like, <laughs> just, if they can't get tickets for the team they actually support, they go and pretend to support another team. Yeah. Absolute losers, they these people Charlie. are. And then the Hemel Hempstead fans, oh, yeah, huh, you lost, you lost. You don't even support the team. No. Don't even support the Tudors. You support flipping Chelsea or yeah. West Ham, but you're, you can't get in. You're building a head of steam up here, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You're a slow burner. People who have two, people who have two teams, yeah. A, pathetic, grow up. Yeah. I will say that, absolutely grow up. mm People who have one big team and one little team and then pretend That's to support Rush, the little team. It? Well, but at least Cambridge are in the league. Yeah. You know, with Matt, I've told Max this. That he's pathetic. Yeah. They're path- it's pathetic. You have one team. That's who you support. Yeah. That's not even what I'm on about. It's people who support people like Hemel Hempstead Hemsley, just yeah, on the yeah, weekend. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what I do at the weekends. I can't go to yeah. see West Ham, who I actually support. But it's patronising to the actual Hemel Hempstead fans. I wasn't fans. expecting this, really, when I opened up this Patronising. <laughs> we better move on, it's Charlie. It's pa- patronising to tiny little tin pot teams like Hemel Hempstead. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, Clips of the Week pewter. Every Monday we dust down some uh, old clips as they went out in January 2006. Oh, uh, they may not be gold, they're pewter. Oh, yeah, but uh, nice. the producer tells me today there's one absolute piece of oh, gold in oh, there. Good. good. But we start with a caller chatting about the England squad. Uh, Sven Euron Eriksson uh, should pick. That's, that tells you how long ago it was. <laughs> I was just saying that Chris Sutton, it was about 18 months ago, that uh, 
Sven was uh, it's Sven is it Grip Mr Grip up to see him Sure Grip uh, Sean Grip yeah yeah not Sean Grip I think it's Tord Grip not a big name the name's Sean not massive Sean Grip in Sweden not a lot of Seans um, who's next there we are also talking about the England squad was uh, Beaky Graham Beecroft. He certainly isn't, and there are better out there who could do better for us in the World Cup. If they could get hold of somebody here and now, jack him off. Well, OK, fair enough, Beaky. Maybe that phrase has Once changed again, over the years yeah. since 2006. Over to Mike Parry now. <laughs> for instance, you said, oh, what about rowing and all that? Yeah, rowing's fine. That's all right. Don't mind rowers having a bit of money and going off and training in the Alps or wherever they train. Wouldn't be the first place to train <laughs> rowing, would it? <laughs> of all those mountains. There we are. Well like done, Mike. Build your arms, wouldn't you? Yeah, this is a caller to Gab Marcotti now. I'm one of the people that think, you know, maybe it should. I'm one of those people that want to sing, want to be a better atmosphere, you know, want to just do better with the atmosphere. How can. Okay, Where do you it, sit, Luke? Where do you sit? It, I, know, I don't actually. I wasn't there today. I haven't been at all this year. I've got a sitting down problem so I can't sit down oh okay you're a sitting down problem you can't it's not the old metrics is it <laughs> old he wants to sing yeah, yeah. Um, here's a caller to Patrick <laughs> the <King>. Johnny Giles <laughs> no, I think we've I think we've hammered that home here's a caller to uh, Patrick Kinghorn talking Newcastle and he really is the original Mr Chatterbox let's <laughs> hear from another Newcastle fan Ayrton is in Newcastle are you another one calling for Sooness to go tonight Ayrton are you with us, Ayrton? Yeah. Are you another one of those fans asking for Sooness's head tonight? Yes. Thank you very much, Ayrton. <laughs> great name, Paul Caller. Yeah, there we are. Not yeah. great. Why did he call in anyway? Here's Mr. Parry now. I think Paul Jules, one of his best attributes is he smells blood. <laughs> been working with the police quite a lot recently. Yeah, nice. I wonder why he's not been managing the team. Um, so, this is Paul Breen Turner, who welcomed a football legend onto his show. Delighted uh, to welcome uh, onto the programme the former uh, Luton and Real Madrid boss Paddy Antic. I think oh. it's Raddy Antic. <laughs> Maybe he's a mate of Sean Grips. <laughs> all got very Irish. Paddy Antic. Yeah, good old Paddy Antic. Lovely. The late great. Here's uh, Ian Danter, who appears to have developed a bit of a scratch in the groove. All the Birmingham players played well. Portsmouth, Portsmouth were lively early on, but faded, faded quickly and had nothing to speak of in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> faded, yeah. He was, he was, Superstar he was, DJ. He was repeating a little bit, wasn't he? This is a caller to Ian Collins. Rod is in Hull. Hello, Rod. Yeah, come on in. Yeah. It's been done. It's been done, isn't it? Rod is, I think. He's he, been done. Well, maybe, there. I mean, there's bound to be someone called Rod who lives in oh, Hull, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It can't be helped, can yeah. it? Don in Henley is my favourite one. Of course, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's Alan and Beaky chatting to Dart legend Bobby George. The problem is, Bobby. You know what you're going to do after Fit Club is, uh, you know, you, we stick on the water. Well, what about what? It's surprising that you don't have to. You just probably drink, but you don't need as much food as we eat. We, no. I think we just we eat too much food just for the sake of eating. Bobby, what, what about the... That, it, it does um, make you feel better when you do a bit of exercise. You feel good afterwards. Mm. Well, I was going to ask you about... The, the gym and doing it. I was going to ask you about the exercise aspect of it, Bobby. Uh, oh. Yeah, he was desperate <laughs> to ask Got that there question. in the was, end. Oh, he was, it was like Frost Nixon, wasn't it? <laughs> this is uh, Beaky reading out a text. Yep. Uh, Simon says, uh, Hi, I've been working with Yanks for three years now. <laughs> he normally says, Stand on one foot, doesn't he? Simon Put your hands says, on your Oh, head. you did it. Simon didn't <laughs> Sorry. say. Yes. There we are. Very nice. And finally, this is one the producer yes. loves. Okay, this is Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft with an On This Day feature on Breakfast. 
Also, Terry Way in January '87, the special envoy of, of uh, the Archbishop of, Archbishop of Canterbury in Lebanon, is kidnapped in Beirut and uh, wasn't released till 1991. Doesn't time fly? Not well, if you chained to a radiator, it doesn't. <laughs> Beaky, blimey! Doesn't time fly, Terry Way? <laughs> Is it? Uh, time fly. <laughs> the royal family, at least, he was warm. Is that, is that the royal family? I don't know. Fly, for goodness sake. Anyway, nice bit, of, nice bit of Archbiff up there. The Archbiff up, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, bit depth. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's Lovely. how it all unfolded. Charlie, um, I'm, I won't see you now until no, next no. Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. That's right, yeah. No, you didn't mean it like that. I know, yes, it's childish. People always go, and I didn't even mean it like that. I know. But anyway, Andy back with me. Tomorrow from one. Do hope you can join us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.